So, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we finally made it to this day, didn't we? <laughs> I just, hopefully now we can all make it through this day, right? Okay. <laughs> you see, friends, Christmas is a season, it's only possible, you know? It's a season that is only possible to fully embrace when you really come to know that the heart of this holiday today is found only in the incarnation of God himself, Jesus' birth. That's it. That's the main purpose here today. God so loved his creation that he went to great lengths to rescue it by sending his son to the flesh to suffer and to die. And the story of God's love begins in that cradle on Christmas morning, but it ends where? On a cross. That's where it ends. Let's pray together, hear me? <clears throat> Dear Lord, <laughs> it's finally here, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The day we've all been waiting for. The time has come to look upon the manger once again and recognize this amazing grace and miracle that's present in the birth of your Son. Your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Thank you for Christmas, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. And we thank you for the gift of salvation by bringing him to us and giving us the opportunity to be with you again, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So, church, it's finally time, right? Christmas. Today we join in this long line of Christ followers who have for centuries remembered the arrival of God through the birth of his son. And, and I get the sense that, uh, <laughs> even though there's not many of us here in this room today, that we need to be reminded often, don't we, of the wonder of that event, of the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that ushers us into this busy, hectic, distracted, and chaotic season, isn't it, seems like. You see, Jesus is truly the heart of Christmas. He really is. There wouldn't be a Christmas without him. It's all about him, and it's all for him. So to fully embrace Christmas, we have to turn our attention to him. That's where it has to go. You know, one, one of the things I loved most about Christmas when I was growing up and I, was when all my family came and and I won't tell the story about Jackie coming with her hair dyed a different color. But <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> oh, but when I think, you know, being home for Christmas, I, I always think back to what it was like being with my parents and, and in the house with cousins and, and aunts and uncles that we, came, we saw from time to time. And you know, we always had a tree that had all kinds of lights, and I remember the silver tinsel, and it always got all over everywhere. But uh, typically, there was this, those fresh-baked cookies and uh, all kinds of treats and, and sweets and everything hiding out somewhere by that we could go and grab and get that sugar high on, you know. And, and my cousin and I, I remember my cousin Jimmy, um, we, we'd have fun building things and playing board games. The house was loud. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you guys have experienced that this morning a little bit. Huh? It was loud and uh, it was wild and it was fun. Being home for Christmas felt like this big festive hug, doesn't it? 
You know, a big festive hug where there was, there was no pressure, no pressure to be anything or do anything, just memories of Christmas. And, and I'm sure uh, that many of your experiences of Christmas are similar to that. You know, for some, home was a place to belong. It was a place where you knew that no matter what was going on in your lives, no matter what you brought in with you, you're loved. And that's important. But I know there are some out there today, some all over that uh, this morning maybe didn't have that kind of uh, Christmas experience. Maybe for some, being home for Christmas wasn't something that was accompanied by warm feelings and happy memories. Maybe the idea of being home for Christmas actually brought with it a lot of uh, pain and anxiety. Like, oh, you know, home didn't feel like a place where you belonged, maybe. But a place where you felt like you just didn't fit in sometimes. Both experiences are valid. They really are. And, and I think both experiences teach us something, really, if you really look at it. Teach us something about the tremendous joy that we can have in celebrating the birth of Jesus, which overwhelms everything else by the love of God if you let him. You see, friends, the heart of God is revealed through the arrival of Jesus Christ. The fact is, we are all longing to feel like we belong, don't we? We all want to belong and feel like we're in the right place. Like we're loved just for who we are, just as we are. Like everything is as it should be. It feels good that way, doesn't it? However, our longing sometimes meets the reality of this world that we live in, doesn't it? All around us, this brokenness, and, and, and so many of us feel like we're alone. However, there's this reason why we often feel like we don't quite fit in. There's a reason why it seems like there's this void within us. And, and it's because this world, this world out there is not our home, friends. It's not. We are made for something more than what's out there. God's heart is for us to awaken to that fact that there's more. The Christmas story appears at the beginning of the gospel accounts in the New Testament of the Bible. Each one has a little bit different focus and, and, and a little bend on it, but the book of Matthew is very intent on revealing Jesus being long-awaited fulfillment of God's heart and his desire for his creation. Let me read Matthew 1, 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophets. 
Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and, and took Mary as his wife, as the angel commanded him. But he kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. You see, it took an angel speaking to Joseph in a dream to convince him that Mary's pregnancy was not a reason for calling off their wedding. Rather, Mary's pregnancy was something that was divine, and it would change the world forever. The author tells us two very important pieces of information in here, in this passage, that reveals the heart of God for us and the heart of Christmas for the whole world. You see, the arrival of Jesus was to save people from their sins, to save us. The world makes Christmas so many other things, doesn't it? But its true meaning falls squarely on God's dealing with our greatest limiting factor, sin. And friends, sin is a way, is in any way, sin becomes anything that we miss the full intention of God that he had for this world and for our lives, where he created it. Greed, gossip, unfaithfulness, hatred, racism, etc., all those things, all fall short of the glory of God. All of us have been subject to sin's evil influence and have felt the effects of sin's rule and reign in our lives. All of us have. So God's heart, his heart of compassion, moved him to send Jesus as a way to rescue us, rescue the world. You see, my friends, the arrival of Jesus was so God could be with us. That's the way he could do it. Jesus was given the name Emmanuel, which it means God with us. And this was a revolutionary thought, especially at the time of Christ's birth. Revolutionary. Every culture surrounding Bethlehem saw their gods as angry deities and who punished and corrected their subjects from everywhere. But this, is, this God so loved his broken creation so much that he wanted to come near to them, to us. He became one of us with flesh and blood to mourn when we mourn, to hurt when we hurt, and to weep when we weep. Friends, God identifies with us. So we are given the opportunity to identify with him. We needed Jesus then, and we need Jesus now, friends. We do. Someone once said it this way. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. It was forgiveness. So God sent us a Savior. And a Savior is one who eliminates any barrier between us and God. 
A Savior welcomes us into the safe place alongside God. A God who loves us more than anything, more than we can ever imagine. This love of God is spoken of in passages that maybe this one passage is a bit unconventional Christmas-wise as a Christmas narrative. But the book of John gives us a new perspective of what took place in Bethlehem on that Christmas night. And I know you all know this. It's very clear. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What better gift at Christmas Because of God's great love for us, he sent Jesus. But we so often forget, don't we? We forget Jesus agreed to come. God sent him, but Jesus came. When Jesus came, he clearly lived with an unwavering commitment to his purpose for being here. In other places, he says himself that he came to seek and save the lost. Friends, Jesus left his home to show us the way. Like we mentioned last night, that's what a shepherd does. That's what a shepherd does. Jesus gave up the splendors of heaven to walk in the brokenness of this earth with us. Jesus laid aside all his divinity and put on humanity. He did it all for just one reason, and that was to make a way for us to return home with him. You ever been lost? (laughs) You ever been really lost where you found yourself in a place you'd never been before and you couldn't figure out how to get out of there? A few years ago, a pastor friend of mine had a son that wandered off his own at a Christmas festival where they were at. There were hundreds of people there and packed into a small little city square with food and lights and music and all kinds of things that caused kind of this chaotic scene. Suddenly he realized his son wasn't any longer by his side. And at first he just kind of calmly walked around calling his name and, and, uh, <laughs> but with no response, it kind of quickly escalated in his heart and in his mind to full blown panic. He was only, the son was only five at the time, and, and rather short, he was little. So he couldn't find him anywhere. But just as he was about to go to the authorities and get them involved, he heard a small voice say, Dad, Dad. And to his great relief, <laughs> this wonderful elderly lady had seen his frightened son crying and gently took his hand and led him back to his dad. He was so grateful and thanked profusely because his son, who once was lost, had now been found. You know, far too many of us are living our lives with no direction, no real eternal direction, carelessly just making decisions that put us in danger and keep us far from God all the time. Christmas is God's way of pointing us back to the place where we belong, friends. Christmas is God's way of leading us to his grace and forgiveness and to our eternal family. 
We don't have to live our lives lost and broken because God's great love has made a new way for us. John says the key to finding our way back home is just belief in Jesus. Believe in him. Believe. When we believe in him, we save ourselves from perishing or being lost forever. And we're given a new life that will last for eternity in our true home, which is heaven. The Greek word for believe, and I don't know, Scott, you might have to help me with this one. Pisteo? Pisteo? Okay. <laughs> which means to be persuaded by someone or have a confidence in someone. A belief in Jesus is, is more than an intellectual exercise. Belief in Christ is to be so convinced and so confident that our lives are transformed and our words, our actions, and our thoughts become dictated by our faith and our hope and our trust in Him. This, friends, is the work of the Holy Spirit of God and not something that we can do on our own, friends. Not anything we can do on our own. And this is why Jesus came to rescue us. He does the work when we submit to him, doesn't he? He does. So realize that belief in Christ allows us to live today. He allows us to live today in a way God created us and in our purpose, and he allows us to live for eternity. And at the heart of Christmas is Jesus' invitation to come and join him and experience this full life that's available through him. The mission began a couple thousand years ago, thousands of years ago, in a small little town of Bethlehem, a town, but it continues to grow this very day. It's everywhere, friends. It's everywhere. You cannot stop it. All the gifts that you could possibly receive or give today over these coming days, the gift that is far the most valuable because this gift can save your soul. Author R.R. Reno writes about this rescue. I thought this was interesting. A rescue plan unleashed for Christmas. And he, he, he is a, a military guy. So he uses military language and he captures this scene so well. He says, in my mind's eye on Christmas Eve, I see a single commando tumbling out of the bomb bay door of a B-52. Hmm. He falls silently into the darkness into enemy territory. Oh, Satan sleeps not knowing that he, Jesus, will organize a rebellion. The empire of sin will fall, not from without, but from within. Like a commando, severely hurt as he landed from the above, who had no apparent capacity to mount any kind of effective action, or for that matter, any action at all. Huh. Think about it. The powerless infant that was born that day. And he turns his face to ours and makes what in that obscure stable seems like a crazy, impossible demand. 
He just says, looking at us, join me. Join me. And that's the call today, friends. That's the call. Will you join Jesus in his work in the world of rescuing the creation? Will you trust him with your life and unapologetically just believe in him? God so loved the world that he sent us his son. Jesus, in the form of this vulnerable little baby, to begin a powerful movement that is still active today after thousands of years. What began in an unassuming cradle led tragically to a Roman cross, though, didn't it? But it ended victoriously in an empty tomb. That's what we live for. I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me, if you will, to receive that gift today of God's grace in Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, for too long I've wandered lost in my life. I know that I'm a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I ignore your invitation to join you. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I'm ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth to save us all. I believe that you are the Son of God and died on that cross for my sins and rose from the dead on that third day. Thank you. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words, Lord. Your words are true. Please come into my heart. And Lord Jesus, be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I have a few questions, and they're on the back of your bulletin if you look at them. And I want you to take them home and think about them this week. What's your favorite part of Christmas with your family, your friends? What is it? How would you explain to someone the reason Jesus was born at Christmas time? Huh. What are the signs that someone may be lost in life and need to find Christ? How does someone's belief in Jesus impact the way they live? And how has your belief in Jesus changed your life? forever. Think about those things and behold the Savior, friends. Behold the Savior. He is with us.